Hey, this is Evan Holiday, host of the Monumental Podcast. And if you want to start being intentional with your free time to discover your true purpose and potential, then you should be listening to the Free Time Podcast with my good friend, Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend but you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. For me, it really came out of passion and a willingness to do whatever it took. And I feel like people around you will feel that. Like Mm -hmm. people can see somebody like I can tell the difference now between somebody that's got it and somebody that doesn't, you know, it's like that you can tell very soon who is going to be a hustler and just committed to that craft. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Evan, welcome to the show, man. Yes. Thank you for having me, man. This is, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, man. We are excited to have you. You know, I was thinking about just you, Evan, and all the things that you've done and, you know, what I've come to learn about you over the past couple of years that I've known you as I was preparing for our conversation today. And, you know, man, if I had to put you into one word, and I don't mean to ever confine you to just one word, <laughs> but bro, I would honestly describe you as audacious. Okay. And, and, and I'd like to tell you why. You know, when I think about audacious or audacity, I think about somebody that's bold, somebody that's daring. You know, and I think about how we met even. We met literally yeah. at like one of the largest self-development conferences, Grant Cardone's 10X in a Starbucks line. And you, you were yeah. old enough to like come in my jacket. You know, I think about your story when you started Monumental, which is like literally one of like the top business and real estate podcasts right now. You started with a guest and no show. That's audacious. I think about <laughs> what you've done with starting Holiday Ventures, pivoting from a cushy job and you know, really niching down on this workforce housing, you know, and mixed income demographic, you know, and really like you're using that as a vehicle in my mind to reach these people to help them tap in their potential. That's audacious, man. Like, tell us a little bit about where that comes from, if you agree with my adjective for you. 
Yeah, man. I, I love that. I, I'm, I'm feeling all like stoked. I feel <laughs> like hyped up now. I love it. Yeah. A little background for your listeners is like, you know, Carl's one of the best guys I know. Like it's been awesome to get to know you and see you grow as well. And our friendship grow over the years of really just like both of us just on our path of trying to make a big impact in the world and, and trying yeah. to live our best life. So it's funny how we've always circled back at those different self-development conferences, but right, right. really just trying to, yeah. So to answer your question, I, I think for me, and, and I've thought about this because I feel like this is a big part of my why. And I've, I've really come to realize that getting crystal clear on your why mm-hmm. is, is so hugely important. Like that is a game changer for your life. Yeah. and for your business and just everything else in your life is going to be affected by that. So figuring out how you can get clear on that is so powerful. So really like the last 6 12 months I've done a lot of just meditation, thought, journaling and really putting conscious effort towards figuring out my why and yeah. going back to that is like being audacious I think comes from my desire to have a monumental impact. You know, that's part of the podcast. You know, we call it monumental because I really legitimately want to have a monumental impact on the world because I believe I can and believe I have the responsibility to. And I think we all do. I think I think you do, Carl. I think everybody listening does. You know, we all have the ability to be audacious or be monumental. Yeah. And that for me, I figured out really after after doing some deep diving, I think it really comes down to me wanting to make my parents proud. And it's usually, you know, once you peel back that onion of like, why do you want to do that? Okay. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do, you know, it's like going the seven layers of why Yeah, and continually asking yourself, then you finally get to the root reason of why do you really want to do this? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it comes down to my parents are really important to me. And, you know, unfortunately, I lost my mom uh, about five years ago. And that was really tough for me. I was really young, too. I was 24 at the time. Yeah. And my brother was even younger. And so that that for me was really tough. It was tough for all of us. And and, but it really it taught me so many things. I love my mom. I I look up to her to this day. Mm. And she's an inspiration for me. And so for me, I'm like, man, like, what can I do to help better serve her and fulfill her legacy and her purpose? Yeah. And she was just, she was entrepreneurial. She was giving. I mean, it was crazy. At her service, there were hundreds of people that showed up all saying like, hey, Lori had a tremendous impact on my life. Yeah. And that to me, like blew me away. I was like, whoa, some of these people I'd never even met before, but each one of them felt like they were best friends with my mom. And I was like, how can she have this many best friends? But it's because (laughs) she had such, such impact on people. It was like, even if she spent just a little bit of time with them, she had an impact on them. And, And that just blew me away. I was like, whoa. And it was that combined with like, she just did everything. Like she didn't care. She, you know, started a, uh, a movie business you know, film commission where she brought some big like Rain Man. She brought that to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, like all these different things she did. She was an artist. She was a radio show host, a DJ, oh my a goodness. singer, like all these crazy things. And she just did whatever she wanted. And all while like helping others and serving others. And, and so I think my 
you know, long-winded answer is my audacious spirit, I think, boils down to that. And yeah. I think if your listeners really hone in on their why, uh-huh. they can figure out their, you know, they can figure out their one word. Yeah, man. I love that you touched on that. And thank you for like going so deep and getting a little vulnerable there. Truthfully, Evan, I never knew that about you, man. I never did. And and now that you share that story about your mom and how dynamic she was and how much positive impact she had on people, it makes so much sense as to why you are the way you are. I mean, I can definitely testify that you are a beacon of a light on your mom. Man. And I have no doubt in my mind that she's up above shining down on you, man. So kudos to you and, and everything you've been able to do there as far as appreciate that, allowing her spirit to exude through you. Absolutely love that. You touched on so many good things, seven layers why. I, you know, I actually did this exercise not all that long ago myself because I've also been you know, struggling with that clarity and, and, and really trying to get deep there as to like, why, why am I here? What's my purpose? You know, and the funny thing is, is that when I did the exercise, I actually had a bit of like an emotional feeling towards finally discovering what my why was. And for me, that's always been focused on making my life matter and doing so in such a way that brings other people up. Something very similar to what you're doing. And so what I want us to do real quick is I'd like us to quickly revisit, you know, Evan pre everything we see right now, because, you know, this is definitely not a finished product, but it's looking pretty damn good so far. Talk to us about where you were, let's say in high school leading up to discovering real estate, you know, because I think that'll kind of give us a little bit of a clear foundation as to, you know, your why with what you're currently doing. Yeah. So I, in high school, yeah, I was so ready for college. Like I was ready to pick it up a notch uh-huh. and I had tried to put all the pieces into place so that I could be on my way towards a route in medicine. And really that goes back to a soccer injury. I had like seventh grade, pretty bad knee injury. And I got surgery. I was like, man, these doctors are cool. Like they're helping me out. And, you know, they get to have impact on everybody that they do surgery on. They change their lives. And I was like, man, I want to do that. And so I was doing the whole pre-med thing into college. And really, it was like my sophomore year of college. I was like, hey, wait a second. I hate science. I hate chemistry. You know, this just isn't me. I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this struggle? And that's when I found out about this development, a big $55 million real estate development, multifamily, retail. They had new market tax credits, like all these crazy things going on with this project right on campus. Yeah. I went to University of Louisville. And it was then I was like, I was like, man, I don't know what that is, but I, I need to be a part of that. Like something is drawing me into that. Uh-huh. And so I figured out who the owner was, who the operator, the developer was. And found a mutual connection, ended up getting connected with him and basically convinced him to give me a job. I was like, I don't know, you know what I can do, but I just want to add value to you. Yeah. So I ended up getting a few hundred people out to his groundbreaking, getting some buddies to help me get everybody there. And that's when he hired me. I was basically the first person he hired there and kind of learned like soup to nuts, learned the business from him. And from there, I was like, man, real estate, like I'm hooked, like I'm all in. I love this. Something about like being able to change a community and literally change the way people live, like their built environment, I think is powerful. And not only on top of that, like it's a way to have impact Mm -hmm. and create long-term wealth. So that, those two combination of things, I was like, whoa, like 
this is a lot of fun. Like this is just fun. And it's fun putting together deals. It's fun negotiating. It's fun. Every day is different. Mm -hmm. And so I really got hooked onto that in college. So I was lucky. I, you know, I've kind of figured out the direction I wanted after I pivoted, figured out the direction I wanted to go in pretty early and really just honed in on, I just doubled down. So from there, myself and four others, we started a modular housing development company and really grew that out using the same layout as houseboats. There's a bunch of manufacturers in Kentucky that make these things. So we're like, well, how can we use the same layout, the same factories that build those things and put people back to work? This was right after 08, 09. Mm-hmm. And built a few modular single family. That's when we're like, well, let's scale up. Let's get economies of scale behind us and go multifamily. Love it. And really from there, found somebody that thought would be a great partner. They ended up wanting to, to bring me on and hire me. So I was like, man, you know, this seems like a great opportunity where I can just tenfold leap forward and learn from somebody else. And that's really, that's kind of been my learning curve from there. Learned with them for six years. And then now here we are with Holiday Ventures. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy how things sort of just take their natural course. And really, it brings me to this idea of success not necessarily having to be this linear path that I think a lot of us either believe or or learn through traditional schooling. You know, I heard you touch on you wanted to be a doctor. I had the same thing too. It just seemed like this like linear path that just made sense. And a lot of the audience, truthfully, Evan, they're there. You know, they're going down a path that sounds good or makes sense on paper, but there's something else that's like calling them. And one thing that jumps out to me about your story is like this attraction to real estate that you immediately noticed in this $55 million property. Like, can you go in a little deeper there as to what that felt like? And, and more importantly, how you were actually able to put yourself into motion? You know, I think that's where a lot of people are sort of missing the ship. They realize there's something else, you know, it's calling them. I would say that's your intuition. That's your inner moral compass, but they don't know how to follow that thing. And look how beautifully it's turned out for you. So if you could just go in a little deeper there, I, I would love that. Yeah, so really... It honestly, it came from a nudge or you could look at it from, it, it came from a, almost like a chance conversation I had with somebody. And I think maybe that's the thing to be taken from this is that, so I, I was in a fraternity in college mm-hmm. and we were at some, you know, I think it was a, a, a meeting or a rush event or something. And one of our alumni was there and you could actually see you could see the site where they were going to develop this $55 million deal from the porch of the house. Mm-hmm. And so I was on the porch. I was with one of our alumni. I uh, was a very successful businessman and philanthropist in Louisville. And I was just talking with him. I was like, you know what? That development that they just announced, that sounds really cool. Like, you know, I was almost just telling him like, you know, hey, that sounds like fun. That's really cool. I'm glad it's going on and I'm excited about it. And I was like, I'd love to do something like that. And it was literally that, like two sentences that I said. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, really? He's like, I know the owner. Do you want to meet him? And I was like, whoa. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, uh, this just became real. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy. And you know, it's funny. It's like, I had no idea. He had no idea what was going to, what was going to lead out of that. Yeah, And I, I think it was just like, it wasn't like, I honestly wasn't being that proactive in the moment. I was just 
talking about something that excited me. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that's the takeaway is like, just talk about what you're excited about yeah. and who knows where it's going to lead you. But, but then it, it takes that follow-up action because once I had his number, it wasn't like he answered the first time, you know, like yeah. this guy's a busy developer. He doesn't have time for a little 19 year old kid calling him. Like I literally called him probably 30 or 40 times before wow. we finally connected. And so it took that persistence in me realizing I'm like, whoa, like, I don't know what it is, but I like this and this could be my opening. And this is the exact type of project I would love to be doing something, you know, urban, changing the neighborhood, changing the campus. And I just kind of stuck onto that. Like it just stuck with me. I was like, I need to, I need to go after this. And especially because I was kind of at that crossroads with pre-med and I was like, I don't know what I want to do next, but this whole real estate development thing sounds like a lot of fun. That's incredible, brother. I love how you took ownership over that pivot. 30 to 40 times, that's some awesome yeah. follow-up skill right there, dude. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people would probably quit after one to three times. So, you know, kudos to you on that front. And really, it leads me to sort of where I want to go next, which is like mindset, you know? So now you've sort of received that nudge that real estate could be something that's worth diving in further. You're making the sales follow-up calls time after time again. What in your mindset is like allowing you to continue to push forward? Because I'm assuming, you know, there's some limiting beliefs with this being a new unknown space that you're having to overcome here. So talk about that a little bit. As far as like where I'm at now? As far as, you know, actually getting yourself in motion with truly going after real estate. So I know that you were obviously very allured and like captivated by this space. From my experience and from what I'm hearing from the audience, it's one thing to have an inclination, but it's another to actually like have a belief that, you know, this is wholeheartedly what I'm going to do, even though I have no idea what the outcome is going to look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that takes a little bit of a mindset shift for a lot of folks. So I was just wondering if you could just go in a little deeper on, on what that was for you. Yeah, I would say for me, it really came out of passion and yeah. a willingness to do whatever it took. And I feel like people around you will feel that like Mm -hmm. people can see somebody like I can tell the difference now between somebody that's got it and somebody that doesn't, you know, it's like that you can tell very soon who is going to be a hustler and just committed to that craft. Uh And I feel like that can really help set you apart. If you are really if you find that one thing that you're dedicated to that you love and it it goes to finding your why Uh and getting crystal clear on that, because once you get clear on that, then nobody's stopping you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I mean, that's what I found in real estate. I was like, Whoa, like something about that is just making me tingle inside. Like I just got excited about it. And I was like, I I can't give up on this. I got to keep going. Yeah. And that owner operator, he saw that. He's like, whoa, this kid, he's tenacious. He's not giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's audacious. And, and I think that's where if you can believe in yourself and your why, yeah. I think honestly, it all comes back to the why. If you can get that clear, yeah. then you're going to be a whole lot more of a have that go-getter attitude and belief in yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's so important too, especially in today's society where, you know, we live in this digital era that 
serves us very positively on a lot of fronts, but also throws and bombards a lot of choice at us. You know, it's so easy to sort of have your neck stuck out there or here, you know, just trying to figure out what the right direction is. So that why truly is like a powerful tool to have in the arsenal just to kind of keep you focused on what the right thing is to do. Not so. Now you're in real estate, you're working with LDG, you're doing tons of great development, you know, from the ground up. Talk to me about where things start to sort of pivot for you, you know, where you start to kind of have a little bit of an entrepreneurial itch. Because it sounds like, you know, vetted and, and sort of being, you know, massaged to continue to rise the ranks there. I mean, why not just stay there and continue to rise the ladder? Why pivot and do your own thing? Just kind of curious a little bit about that psychology for you. Yeah, no, good question. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, I, I you hit it right on. It's like I could have stayed where I was with the large development company and I would have been in a great position. Like I had access to the owners. I was basically doing my own deals. I was almost like my own company within the big company. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it was a great spot for me. And especially it was it was completely aligned with my passion of providing both workforce affordable housing and being able to do real estate development and generate that long-term wealth. Yeah. So it was very much aligned. But for me, a few things stood out of me. I said, one, I always had a passion. You know, it goes back to that modular company we started in college. It probably goes back way further than that. Like the lemonade stand we did like when I was six (laughs) years old, you know. But I mean, I was selling things since I was like six years old. And and that was just part of my journey. And I, I knew, really, I knew as soon as I started working with that development company, I was like, I'm probably going to leave at some point. But oh, let, me, wow. let me gain my experience. Let me cut my teeth. Let me learn how this is done from somebody that's been there yeah. and is you know, quite a bit ahead of me. And so I, I just knew the time was right when it happened. So it was my entrepreneurial bug, but it was also my itch to do something more than just create affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Like that in itself is a great mission. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I got another part of me getting another layer of me getting clear mm-hmm. is that I want to not just create affordable housing with Holiday Ventures, but I want to take that up a notch and say I want to empower the residents. I want to teach them self-development. I want to immerse them in podcasts. I want to, you know, just like yours, Carl, like I want to give them access and availability to that, to financial literacy, to health education, to, you know, better education opportunities for kids, tutors, you know, living that like wholehearted life for our residents is something that really like struck a chord with me. I was like, whoa, like, you know, if we have all these families living with with our communities in our communities for 365 days out of a year like yeah. don't you think we we should like do something to help them instead of just give them four walls and a roof yeah it seems so obvious i was like whoa like why why can't we take this up a notch and and provide them a better opportunity to, to go up in life uh-huh. and live a better life and then not only that maybe we even create a little customer retention out of it because they're like, man, Holiday Ventures actually cares about us. They take care of us. Why would I ever leave? Yeah. Why can't we double down on this? And why can't we both make ourselves unique and have a bigger impact? Dude, I love that so much, man. I think, you know, what you're essentially getting at is a fulfillment piece, you know, and it transcends 
collecting a paycheck. It transcends even doing exciting deals, you know, as to what you were doing. I mean, I, I'm sure you would agree that what you were doing was definitely challenging and that you were all in, but there was still that little itch you couldn't scratch, you know, given the yeah. vehicle that you were in. And I think that's where a lot of people in our demographic sort of fall. You know, many people listening to this show are in a corporation and they feel like they're leaving some chips on the table. They just don't really quite know you know, what those chips are and and how they actually go out and like get them. But you were able to sort of see this path and actually follow it. So I just absolutely love that. I think it speaks to a vision. And I'm just curious to hear from you how important mentorship was as far as, you know, helping you take the initial steps to actually make that, that shift. You know, a lot of folks that are listening are young and, you know, they maybe never had a mentor before. So can you kind of talk about mentorship and the importance of mentorship and in your opinion, should everybody have a mentor? I'm just curious. Yeah, I I think you should have multiple mentors at every stage of your life. For me, it it started, you know, I think my mentor I had in my fraternity, he was somebody that I went to, like I took him to lunch because I was like, this guy is on the trajectory that I want to be on. And so how, what can I soak up from him? Uh And he's willing and able to give me his time so that's where it started. And then that leads to one thing that leads to another. And then I'm working for the development company out of school and after the modular and I'm learning from them and I'm getting paid to learn from them. And that was a blessing. Oh, not to mention our modular company, we had a board of directors. Okay. Um, so I think it's just, it's taking those different opportunities. And even today, like I have a coach that keeps me accountable, that, you know, pushes me and helps me thrive to reach my goals and see the full potential of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to mention many other mentors that I, that I can count on. It's just so powerful when you can take somebody that's way ahead of you and, and be able to just ask them questions that for them are probably very basic or, or yeah. something they've already been through, some difficult situation they've already been through. They're like, yeah, I've been through that. You know, this is what to avoid. This is what to do. This is who you need to call. Like all those things, there's likely somebody that's already done what you're trying to do or has already been through a difficult situation that you're trying to, or you're going through now. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's finding, it's, it's identifying those people, you know, with, whether it's, it's locally, if you're in real estate, you go to real estate meetups. Or just Google people that that you aspire to be like or admire and figure out a way that you can, you know, compliment them on their book, you know, say something very specific that you liked or and enjoyed about their book or add value to them. If you have a podcast, like what yeah. you're doing, Carl, like with Monumental, I've been able to talk to some amazing people and some of them are now my considered my mentors. Yeah. So it's it's giving them a platform on your podcast that allows you to start and build that relationship. Yeah, man. Solid answer there. You know, I think mentorship also gives you the opportunity to see what great looks like, you know? So a lot of people listening are oftentimes saying they're stuck. They're confused. They feel like they're in a cloud, you know, and, and I don't blame them. You know, a lot of them have been coddled their whole life by their parents just to enter the workforce to find, oh, wow, there's no more sort of subtle nudges. And so having a mentor can, give you or facilitate, you know, that model of what great looks like. And then, you know, another thing you touched on that I really love is this idea of adding value. I love, love, love that you touched on this because one of the things that I think anybody can do to sort of unshackle themselves from inaction 
is to focus on somebody else. Sometimes when I'm having a tough day or there's a problem I can't solve that I feel like is sort of, you know, make me be really inward, I'll just pick up the phone and call somebody and be like, hey, how are you doing? You know, and yeah. they'll typically say something that then allows me to figure out a way that I can maybe solve, you know, their problem. So it's just been yeah. invaluable. And I think you would agree there. So I love that you touched on that, man. And then, you know, you touched on monumental. You're, you're speaking with some high level people. Like, I, I think it's just so incredible what you've done to grow your show. You know, can you talk a little bit about why podcasting is a medium for you and specifically how it's allowed you to add value? I think that, you know, a lot of people can draw a lot from your story there on that front. Podcasting for me is, has been an amazing avenue for me to, to explore and grow through because I told you about how we got started. It started because I, I met a, a venture capitalist. I was like, whoa, this guy's cool. Like, how do I keep talking to him? Yeah. And the podcast had been in the back of my head, but I was like, you know what? Let me just tell him I have a podcast. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and, and he said, uh, I was like, you know, I have a podcast. Love to have you on as a guest. I interview people like you. Or I said something like that. And he's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be on. Here's my card. Give me a call. I was like, oh, dang. I guess I got to figure out how to put together a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it is like podcasting because it's long form. You know, you can do 30, 40 minute interviews and you really get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, I think I've interviewed like 70 or 80 people now. Mm -hmm. And those are all people that I feel like I know better than if I were to just hop on the phone with them and say, Hey, I have some questions. You know, are you willing to answer my questions? Yeah. And like most nine times out of 10, they'd say, no, I'm too busy. Like, I just don't have time for that. And then if they do answer, it's just, I feel like the connections you get as well on a podcast are so much deeper mm -hmm. than what you would get through just a, an email or a, a quick question on the phone. Yeah. or even lunch. It's amazing. So that's why I love podcasting. And then also it's, it's been a huge value add as far as just growing the thought leadership platform, you know, opening doors to, to the next level of guests. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. Once you get that compound effect of getting a few guests at the, you know, the, the C level, then you move out to the B level, then you move out to the B plus, then the, yeah. the A minus and you work your way up and you're like, Whoa, like, and you get a few of those guests to commit first through creative different ways, but it really just, it goes back to like tenacity, you know, persistence really. Yeah. And like continuing to follow up, continually messaging different people, getting creative, getting fancy with it. You know, like I think I told you Elena Cardone, for example, uh -huh. we sent Grant and Elena King cakes. And I don't think I've, I've talked about this too much. So I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're getting yeah, to share this. Please share. Yeah the king cakes so grant and elena cardone are both from louisiana and i've done a lot of work in louisiana 800 units there uh-huh and i was like man king cakes are huge there like that would make their day if they got king cakes so two years ago before 10x growth con before the one you and i met at we sent Jeanette and i sent king cakes to their office they got them they loved it they like tagged us on social media. They loved it. And I was hoping at that one that we could get to meet them and I could get them both on the podcast. And the podcast didn't even, it wasn't public yet. It was in the works. Okay. But it wasn't public yet. And it didn't end up happening. So uh, the second 10X growth kind of came around this past year. And I was like, you know what? 
let's do it again. Like let's double down. Uh-huh. And we sent them king cakes. Elena Cardone loved it. And she's like, this is so amazing. She tagged me and Jeanette, Jeanette, my fiance. Yeah. And it, it just kind of snowballed from there. I was like, Hey, uh, you know, we really aspire to you and, and Grant. We, we love you guys. Like you are what we want to be when we grow up, have that amount of impact on other people. And she loved it. And I was like, well, you know, can we get you on monumental? And uh-huh. she's like, yeah, sure. Send my, send my assistant an email. Here, here's her email. I was like, whoa, okay. Like now, now let's make this happen. Yeah. And, <laughs> Recurring and one, you're having. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, it, it took those planting of the seeds mm-hmm. a year before with the first king cake. And it took a year later to send more king cakes. And then we finally made it happen. So it just shows you like just continually be planting seeds and adding value to other people. Uh, and you never know when it'll reciprocate. Oh, I love that, man. I mean, you've now shared with us not one, but two different instances where you've sort of created your own opportunities out of thin air by adding value. So that's one thing I really want to drive home to the audience. You know, again, a lot of them are saying they feel stuck in their current opportunity. Like look for ways, you know, right before you that you can, you know, sort of go first and provide some value. If it's a problem that you can solve, if it's a new idea you can contribute, you never know how that thing scales and how it potentially springboards into that next great opportunity for you if it's a sit down with the Cardones, which that was an awesome interview, by the way, bro. Um, Thank you. I'm so happy that came full circle for you. It's just, I love seeing things like that because it's just a testament as to what's possible in this life. You know, it's just the possibilities that are out there for our reach. Yeah. That's so cool, man. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, this is the free time podcast for a reason. And I chose to call it the free time podcast because I feel like free time is like the one common denominator that all of us have. You know, and I really want to open up a conversation to encourage people to think a little bit more intentionally about how they're spending it, you know, and how they're investing that time towards unlocking their potential and or discovering their true fulfillment. So talk to us about how important your free time was when you chose to actually start Monumental. You know, we now see what it is. I think a lot of us have an idea as to where it's going to continue to go. But in the beginning, when it was just an idea, how important was your time, Evan? Especially not having really known much about podcasting, I think. Yeah, really at the beginning, it was probably the most time commitment it's been for me. I mean, we've over the year and a half we've done it, we've definitely tried to figure out, and I say we because Jeanette's helped me quite a bit, but it it really trying to take a more hands-off role now as far as the behind the scenes, the production side. And we're still, we're not perfect. We're still definitely working on that. But at the beginning, it really did. I mean, I did like John Lee Dumas's free podcast course, educated myself with Pat Flynn's all of his YouTube videos, like really dove into like all the podcast knowledge that was out there. I even like looked up stuff. I was like, how to be a good interviewer. Cause that was my biggest fear. I was like, what if I don't have a a question to ask? You know, what if I'm like, what (laughs) if I'm stumped? You know, it's like, and and it's a silly concern once you, once you get into it. Um, But it's just something you think about if you've never done it before. And it's that kind of fear of the unknown, but I think education helps get you there. Yeah. But going to free time, I mean, it took a lot of time to initially get the momentum going. You know, like what we've talked about, it takes that like building up of episodes on the front end. And it also takes asking a lot of people yeah. and kind of like you're investing a lot of time and energy into 
cover art? Um, you know, what is going to be the wording? What is going to be the mission? Um, you know, what are going to be my questions? Like, and then also learning how to podcast, learning how to inter- interview, learning how to do the tech side of it and the editing. There's a lot that goes into it. So it was definitely like a big commitment on the nights and weekends. But once you get the hang of it, I mean, there's definitely ways that you can make it go a lot more quickly and not have to take on that whole burden by yourself and and try to outsource some of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it goes to say for anything that's worthwhile doing, you know, it always takes a little bit more time and energy in the front end. You know, I, I keep on hearing this analogy about like, you know, launching a rocket into outer space. Like it burns unequivocally more fuel just getting off the ground than what it does orbiting the universe or the galaxy for however long it's up there. So right. I think that's something that, you know, anybody that wants to start something new that they've never done before can always keep top of mind. And give yourself some self-love. You know, by and large, you're doing something you've never done before, right? Yeah. So it would then just make sense that it's going to take you a little bit more time initially yeah. to get it started. It doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. Kind of like to what you're saying with putting the systems and processes in place to where you're now a little bit more hands-off. So that's pretty cool. Awesome, Evan. Dude, I want to touch on this one because I think it's something that we all struggle with, you know, no matter what level you're at, because we're human beings and inevitably we want to do the easy thing sometimes. So how do you, bro, like, how do you keep yourself honest? You know, how do you choose to do the hard thing over the easy thing? You know, the hard thing... And I'm curious to hear from you. I don't want to put any any examples in your mouth, but you know, first of all, do you struggle with that, and how do you overcome it? Yes, I definitely struggle with that, and that's something that I'm very conscious of because because I've 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 realized the many different books I've read on the subject. It's like if you can become conscious and aware of how you're spending your time yeah. and where you're putting your effort then you can literally like 10x your productivity and everything else in your life is just going to be better mm-hmm. because you can spend less time being more productive because you're actually focusing on where you need to be focusing. And that's really, that's gotten clear to me. And I'm like, man, I need to be first off doing the most important one to three things every morning and setting aside. The other thing too is setting aside enough time mm-hmm. to get it done so it's not becoming a fragmented day. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not perfect. And there's certain times where like, even today, for example, like I've, I've bounced around a lot, but I've still gotten a lot done, mm-hmm. but you know, going forward, I'm working on myself to make sure that I'm setting aside that time and I'm being religious about not letting anything else get in the way unless it yeah. really absolutely has to. Um, yeah. So that's for me been, I mean, that's something I'm still learning. Uh-huh. I'm still getting better at. But honestly, if, if you can first be conscious of it and realize what are the things you're good at, what should you be spending the 80 to 90% of your time on, and what should you get off of your schedule or delegate or get rid of, mm-hmm. you know, figure that out first and then make sure you're setting aside time for it on a regular basis and put it in your calendar. That's like where the rubber meets the road. Like, you know, that's something I've also learned tremendously with my coach is like, I need to be a student of my calendar. And I recommend that to everybody because that's where you spend your time is if you're consciously like, Oh, from nine to 12, I'm going to go deep on these certain three projects that I'm working on. 
mm-hmm. you know, for an example, right now, like I'm working on a few joint ventures yeah. and it's a newer structure to me, the way we're anticipating partnering with these other groups. And I'm like, well, I've never done it before. So, at, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, this is new. Like, what do I do? Where do I start? And that slowed me down, but I'm realizing like, set aside the time, no distractions, do it in the morning and, and knock it out because the longer it drags on, the more it nags at you. And you then, you, then you feel guilty and right. then you feel even worse that you're not doing it. And then, so that guilt makes you not want to do it even more. Oh so my it's God. just this like yes. self-fulfilling prophecy and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, it happens to me and it's, it's so frustrating when you like realize that you're like, Oh man, like I'm just beating myself up. And Jeanette will tell me sometimes she's like, stop beating yourself up. Like <laughs> it doesn't do any good. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you go. You know, it doesn't help you towards your goals. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up. You know, there is that human tendency to beat yourself up, right? And as human yeah. beings, we can be avoidant creatures because we don't want to, we don't want to sort of attach that shame of not doing that thing to who we are as individuals. And it becomes this like downward cycle and nothing's getting done, right? And so one of the things I love to talk on is mental health. You know, I, I think it's a subject that is now getting a lot of credence that it deserves because it's something that we all need to be practicing, you know, more proactively. And I would love for you to touch on how your daily practice of setting aside the time, you described it as becoming religious about, you know, knocking out these items and actually being intentional about scheduling them. How has that helped you just in general or overall have a better relationship with yourself? Yeah, I would say the the biggest part of that has been setting aside time every morning, Uh like as soon as I start my morning to set aside time for meditation, that for me is, is hugely impactful on my day. And I can feel a difference when I don't meditate, but that, that to me, I think everybody should have some form of meditation in their life because it's just, it's so powerful, man. It's like, it's crazy. Cause I, I've, I think I've been doing it for like three years now, but I just, I know the difference the meditation, it gets you clear, it gets you calm. It helps you focus in on knowing that certain things that you think are important are not really important and you should not give them that much time and thought in your head because you're literally just taking up space and mental worry and mental capacity that could be used towards thinking about positive things or or thinking about, you know, how you're going to achieve your goals or your loved ones or whatever. Like it's just taking up dead space in your, in your thoughts. Have you read Becoming Supernatural with Joe Dispenza? No, but I, my coach is, is big into Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so uh, I've been diving a lot into his work lately. So that's funny you bring him up. I think you would enjoy that one, man. I I just cracked that. And you know, he's really big on the meditation and you hit the nail on the head. It's what he teaches is like, you know, meditation just sort of allows you the opportunity to free up space that can then be used more advantageously or more creatively towards your, your future present and just, you know, more positive things. So um, you just made me think about that. Definitely a good read, buddy. Definitely a good read. I love it. I could talk to you about this type of stuff all day, man. You know, the emotional intelligence stuff, the mindset, the personal development. Out of the respect of your time, I do want to pivot towards a couple of last questions before we get into our random round. And one of the things I'm so curious about, Evan, you know, you're doing so much 
we see all the activity on social media. In a sentence or two, can you share with us what it means to live a purpose-driven life, you know, and, and one that's really oriented towards discovering true fulfillment, whatever that means for you? Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's what I try to do every day is live out my why, live out my purpose, because now that I'm crystal clear on it, I know exactly where I'm going. I know what I need to do. And it's just a matter of putting in the work yeah. um, because I know that I have the responsibility and the ability to have massive monumental impact. So that's, mm. that's just, that's a definition for me. <laughs> so well said. I just love how you describe it as like a responsibility that just like up levels it as like, this is getting done. And I think to your point, you know, how we started the conversation, it comes back to just the clarity and the why. So I think that in itself just drives so much more value into the audience for listening to this. Awesome, brother. Before we move into the random round, I'd love for you just to kind of share with the audience how they can follow, you know, your journey and continue to engage with you further because you're doing some exciting things, not only from the real estate standpoint, but from a coaching standpoint for anybody looking to get into multifamily. So if you'd like to talk about that briefly. Yeah, of course. So the big thing is Monumental Podcast, any platform for podcast, and then also evanholiday.com, Holiday Ventures, and like you mentioned, also offering coaching for those that are interested in either up-leveling into multifamily or really just up-leveling their life. So they can go to coachwithevan.com for that. Yeah, everybody, please check him out on all those different platforms. He's more than just a real estate multifamily guy. This is really about you know creating monumental change and up-leveling your life, you know whatever that means to you. And you know Evan's a shining example of that. So... I would definitely encourage all of you guys to go there and follow him. Evan, we are entering the free time five. I don't even know why I call it the free time five. It's five quick questions. You know, five starts with F, free time starts with F. So I love it. Free time <laughs> are you ready to go? Yes. <laughs> awesome, man. The first question I'd love to ask you is what's your favorite thing to do, you know, in your leisure time, in your free time that isn't work related? Hiking. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, just you got to out, out to Colorado. You got to come out yeah. to Colorado. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be out there in uh, February, so awesome. we'll catch up then for sure. We definitely will, man. Secondly, what was like the first podcast you ever subscribed to or listened to? Uh, real estate guys, talk show or talk radio show or something like that. They were like one of the first pioneers in real estate podcasting. I think they were technically a radio show before, but then first ones to take on podcasting. And I actually got to meet the main host in August at a conference. And oh, I just cool. told him, I was like, I was like, just so you know, like you like helped me grow and uh, tremendously in my beginning stages in real estate. And so that was really cool. Come full circle. Absolutely, man. What's one choice you made today? Okay. It could be a big choice or a small choice, but one that you consciously made that puts you a little closer towards your purpose. Yeah. So we are made a decision on roughly where we're looking for, for office space Ooh. and have told a few brokers we're looking to buy office space, like a mixed use space here uh -huh. in Nashville. Cause we're really, we're growing quickly. We're growing the company here in Nashville yeah. uh, and eventually all over the Southeast, but really trying to plant our flag here and, and find our own space. So that was a big decision. That is so exciting. Holiday Adventures about to get a new home. That is so exciting. Yeah. What's one empowering quote that you'd love to leave the audience with today? 
That's a good question. You know, it's funny. Every time anybody asks me for a quote, I can never think of something. Yeah. And bro, it could, top be, of my... it could be your words too. It doesn't have to be somebody else's quote. It could be coming directly from Evan Holiday. <laughs> I love it. I would say find your why. Find your why. Yeah. We, I we, think we, that's, we, the, that's hey, the overarching theme of today. It definitely is, man. And I think we've definitely hit the nail on the head there. And, you know, people are going to understand the importance behind it if they don't have the why. So I'm on board with that. And last but not least, Evan, I'd love to know, you know, I'm really big on visualization. I think all great things start off as an itty bitty, you know, thought in the mind. So I'd love to know where you're going to be in the next six to nine months. I'd love to be your witness. The audience is your witness. And it could be anything, man personal, professional, financial, you know, we're definitely going to be talking before that time frame, but we're going to circle back and have you on. And I would love to see, you know, how you just blow this thing out of the water. So where are you in the next six to nine months? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question for me and our family. I would say in probably 12 months, we'll be married. And so that's super exciting. And then also above and beyond that, uh, likely in, you know, by the end of next year, we anticipate having acquiring or developing a thousand units with holiday ventures and workforce wow. and affordable housing. Love it. Uh, and then, you know, also expanding into new states. So that'll be uh, a big theme of next year. And then also, I want to make 2020 about getting on stages. Mm. So I think those are the three of the big things for me. Evan, you are the man, bro. Again, those are some big, hairy, audacious goals. But if I know you, I know that you're the man that's up for the job and you're going to knock it out of the park, brother. Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Awesome, Evan. We'll talk to you soon, bro. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com chat. That's Carl with a K. S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15 minute free Zoom call with me and I can't wait to see you there.